Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, 24th podcast, the best video gaming sports podcast on the entire internet. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Pause the music. Semi-loaded show. Maybe not even loaded show, really. It's I only have two things to talk about, but two very... Well, one is very, very important. The other one, uh, not so much, but still, I want to talk about it. I'm pausing my music. Zion Williamson, as I talked about for about 30 minutes yesterday, got paid a egregious amount of money. I want to look at some of the clips during that press conference because there, it was very, very telling about, uh, yikes, man, how delusional some people are about Zion Williamson, including the, uh, the media as well. Also, I want to talk about Baker Mayfield being traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers. That's it. That's all I got. Zion Baker coming up 24's podcast. doesn't like all the stars oh my gosh doesn't like it oh my god what is it black panther welcome to the wakanda i think that's the actual title of the movie that's supposed to be coming out in like november oh my god will they have an awesome group an awesome lineup of artists back on that album probably not and even then it was just like the album outside of all the stars was like that's it that's it it's like the only awesome track. All right, let's get started with Zion Williamson. Why am I talking about Zion Williamson again for the second day in a row? Well, I felt that it was interesting, and I saw this on my way coming back from uh, from like Barnes and Nobles because there's one like an hour away, and I was like, let me just go to Barnes and Nobles. I was like, I saw it on my like I saw it that he had had a press conference at like a YMCA. And so I thought to myself, well, why don't I just find it on the internet and then play some of it here? Now, as my, of course, my Bluetooth speaker has to unpair. It's getting to the point of just ridiculousness. Just don't unpair. Literally, don't unpair. I think it's my computer. I'm like, don't unpair. Literally, as I need you. Don't do it. I don't need you to do it. But I saw, like, a bit of it. I saw a part of it. Oh, gosh. And then I saw 22 minutes of it. I was reading my book, and I was just... I was saying two things. Zion Williamson has been overweight, out of shape, and injured for the last two years. So the questions that should really only be coming out of the media in New Orleans the Pelicans media, is, hey, Zion, uh, why were you overweight? How are you going to stay in shape? Excuse me, how are you going to get in shape? Because he did not look like he was in shape at the press conference. How are you going to get in shape? Then how are you going to stay in shape? That's it. That's all he needs to ask. That's all anyone needs to ask Zion Williamson. 
Let's see if they do the bare minimum of what they have to ask Zion Williamson. Let's see if they can do the bare minimum. So, you know what? I'll, I'll spoil it. They don't. They don't. 22 minutes. They have him for the first time in God knows, God knows how long they have him. And they don't ask him the simplest of questions. Hey, Zion, why weren't you in shape? How are you going to get into shape? How are you going to stay in shape? I mean, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I feel like that should be asked. It's kind of important. They asked him, a journalist asked him, and I, I can not believe that they asked him this question. They asked him, hey, Zion, knowing now that you're a, an important part of the New Orleans Pelicans and knowing that you're a 230-something million dollar athlete, are you going to not dunk anymore? Really? That's the question that you ask when Charles Barkley every single Thursday night and going into the playoffs has been roasting Zion Williamson because of his inability to stay in shape. There's a difference in me not being in shape. I'm not a professional athlete. I do not get paid hundreds of millions of dollars to stay in shape. Zion does. I have an excuse. I'm not a professional athlete. He doesn't. He is. I mean, he was in better shape when he was in college. How is he not in shape? This was like, this was half of the issue. I was like, Zion hasn't done anything for the first half of his career. And then for the second half of his career, he's been, he's been out of shape and overweight. Like, how, how does he get paid? Anyways. The hypocrisy of, I don't know who these people are. I think this is the GM. I mean, they have the head coach. They have Zion. There was four people at the press conference. The head coach of the Pelicans, Zion, and a GM, and somebody else. The GM and somebody else. I don't know. Probably the assistant GM or somebody, or maybe his agent. I don't know. But this is probably the GM speaking. Hold on, let me just Google the GM of the Pelicans because I can just, like, get who he is. So I can know, like, visually what he looks like. GM, uh, Pelicans. Okay, uh, so he was here. Then who was this other guy that was, like, doing the majority of his speaking? Was that, was that the, um, was, was that his agent? I don't, I don't, I don't know who this other guy is. But this other guy who, who did essentially the majority of the speaking for the Pelicans and Zion a little bit is not the GM, and he's going to speak on this. So here he is saying essentially with Zion and with the team, they're not focused on what you say. They're more, they are more focused on what you do. Where, where is it? That, no, here, here we go. We, we talk often so many things that are out now in the public. So many things that are talked about are just words. And under Willie's leadership, I think our coaching staff and our players understand we're not about what you say, we're about what you do. Okay, and literally when he said that, do you wanna know what the first thing that I said was? You wanna know what it was? What has Zion done? What has he done? 
to warrant such a large, expensive contract? From where I am sitting, nothing. He has done nothing. So how does he warrant getting a $231 million contract? Again, I said it, I said it very simply. I said, look, I don't mind that Zion Williamson is, is essentially gutting the New Orleans Pelicans for all that they're worth. I don't mind that. What I do mind, and this is where, the, where problems arise for me, is quite simply put the Pelicans just being as nonchalant as they possibly can with this in the sense of like, yeah, we're just not going to press Zion Williamson about this at all. I'm like, guys, like, hello? He hasn't played in a year. Is he going to play week one? Opening day? Is he going to be back to like normal strength? Is he going to, as I pull up his statistics, two seconds, is he going to get me like 25 points a game? What was the last, what was his last stat line? He was giving me 27 points a game. He was averaging 27 points a game. Are you going to tell me, in 33 minutes, by the way, so are you going to tell me that Zion Williamson is essentially going to average a point a minute for 61 games of the regular season for 30? I mean, technically, he only played for like 33 minutes out of every single game. Are you seriously going to tell me this? That he's going to do that? Really? I mean, if he, he does, and that's awesome, obviously, for him. But again, he hasn't played in almost two years now. Continuing forward. And what Zion Williamson did today was express his commitment to this team and to this city and to this community and made it very clear this is what he is about. So the noise that's on the periphery of all of that is completely irrelevant to all of us, including Zion, because his actions speak far louder than any words that were probably never said. So we're What actions? Hell, you would get me to play basketball for the New Orleans Pelicans if you gave me 230-something million dollars. It does not mean that he is worth the investment. Right, you know, I did, I did a little bit of, uh, of investing, so to speak, a couple of weeks ago. I found that this stock price, because we're, we're in a semi-recession, we're in a recession. If you're an American... Uh, congratulations, you are in a recession, recession, excuse me. So I get the stock price, right? It is tanked, it has fallen off the proverbial cliff. It's down literally in the last year, 15 points, which is not 15 points, excuse me, $15. No, 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 I should just give you the percentage. It's down 63% from last year. It's beautiful for an investor who thinks that we're in a recession, that the price of the stock will bounce back, and I will then get a return on my investment. It's a beautiful investment. It's how, it's how these things work, ladies and gentlemen. I think I will get a return on my investment because we're in a recession and the, and the price is plummeting. Now, in the case of Zion Williamson, and I 
named the uh, the podcast yesterday Zion Johnson because I kept on going in between Zion Williamson and Zion Johnson. And to be honest with you, it's just like, like can you tell the difference between who's who and and what and who's better and things of that nature? Because I, I really can't tell the difference. I mean, Zion Johnson is an offensive tackle from Boston College who is, I think, a Los Angeles Charger now. Zion Williamson is obviously a center slash power forward slash point forward for the New Orleans Pelicans. It doesn't matter. He's kind of irrelevant right now because he hasn't played in almost two years. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that I think I'm going to get a return on my investment, which is why I put the money down. I'd like, I talked to my stockbroker. I was like, this is the stock at the price, da-da-da-da-da, whoop-de-whoop, boom. I'm invested. I don't think Zion will just come into the league and destroy the league like he did the last, and really destroy the league, it's relative, because it's just like they didn't win anything in. And so now you have, once again, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, no Lonzo Ball, but they probably are like fine with that. And now the New Orleans Pelicans... The New Orleans Pelicans, they're now kind of like up a creek without a powder because they've spent so much money in Zion and they've invested so much time and energy. He was the one guy that I was like, you guys are really going to compare him to Luka Doncic? You guys are going to give him Luka Doncic money? Really? That's what you guys are going to do? And I said it before, I was like, I would, I would give Luka anything in the world because Luka Doncic is... I think he's a superstar. I think he's the future LeBron. I think he's going to be one of the best basketball players in the league going forward. Like, everybody was wrong. Everybody said, oh, it's going to be KD. KD's going to be the guy. It wasn't KD. Then they were like, oh, oh my God, it's, it's, it's going to be Giannis. Giannis is good. It's not Giannis. Before that, it was Joel Embiid, or currently, it's Joel Embiid. And it's, and it's none of those guys. It's not, Lu- it's not, excuse me, it's not Giannis. It's not Joel. It's not KD. It's Luka. Which is why I was fine with the Mavericks giving him as much money as they gave him and investing so much time and energy into Luka because he is going to be one of the best, if not the best basketball players in the next like decade plus. There's nobody that's on his level. Nobody. As evident by him. Who did he beat in the playoffs? Was it the Phoenix Suns? Wasn't it the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, it was because I now remember the, um, <laughs> the picture of him looking at Devin Booker and smiling. Like, beating the East, not the Eastern, the West, the Western Conference representatives in a playoff series without any help when they had Devin Booker and they had Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, that was a loaded basketball team. Loaded basketball team. And Luca's like, yeah, I'll just beat him by myself. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm straight. I have idiot Mavericks fans that are like, Luka needs to learn how to play defense. And it's just like, he has, well, I mean, hell, what do you want him to do? Walk on water and start feeding 7,000 people with three fish and seven loaves of bread? Like he's Jesus Christ? Are you kidding me? He has to be the offense and now the defense? How about you get him a couple of offensive players? Maybe Luka starts playing defense. How about you get him a couple of defensive players? Maybe you're not so reliant on Luka. But again, Luka's like 
again, he's one of the best basketball players in the NBA right now. So I didn't mind. And he's shown that. Zion hasn't. He hasn't even shown that he can play a full freaking season. I looked at his press conference today. He hasn't even shown that he's that he's in shape. And this is the offseason and you don't have to be in shape. It's July. You don't ha- you don't have to show that you're in shape for like the next 3 months. Essentially. And I'm fine with that, but I'm just I'm so annoyed at the delusion of the oh my god, of the Pelicans. I wasted 20 minutes of my life. I will never get this back. I'm so annoyed with the New Orleans Pelicans. I am shocked at just how how stupid they have been over the uh, the Zion Williamson. I was about to say Zion Johnson again. Over the Zion Williamson, just, oh my God. Over the trade, or not the trade, but just the contract. I'm like, are you guys, are you guys serious, man? Anyways, let's talk. So, uh, we're getting- Sorry about that. I'm trying to, I was going to watch some highlights of Baker Mayfield versus uh, Ohio State in 2017. Sorry about that. <clears throat> let's talk about Baker Mayfield going now to the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield, the former Cleveland Brown quarterback, current Quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Why does any of this stuff matter? Why does Baker leaving Cleveland matter? Well, because of a lot of different reasons and angles. I'm going to talk about it from the Browns angle, and I'm going to talk about it from the Carolina Panthers angle in that order. I'm going to talk about the multiple different perspectives that the, I mean, I, I just said angles, but I'll talk about probably the reasoning for the, the um, I was about to say the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers. I'll talk about the reasoning and why they made the trade and potentially something that may or may not happen because of the trade. But first, I want to talk about it from the Browns. So apparently, the NFL, apparently, the NFL is losing the year-long suspension. Thing, right so if you don't know Deshaun Watson has over 20 plus cases of sexual misconduct that he is um that is being alleged against him he is going to fight against some of them this is what I know he's going to fight against some of them he's not settled all of them he's going to fight some of them the more solicitous and the more malicious cases for example uh, alleging him of rape he is going to fight those but the he has touched me with his penis in a sexually misconduct way is are being settled. Apparently. That's what's that's what's being, you know, done. All right, so the NFL has essentially wanted reportedly a year. Now, if you don't know or if you don't remember, because I really didn't cover it that much, but it was heard through the grapevine. The league's talks were, I think, last week or the week before. The league was talking to Deshaun, and the league's talks went until Thursday. Really, they had started Tuesday, and I thought they were going to be done at most Wednesday. When they went to Thursday, I was like, something is wrong 
with the league talks. Something didn't go the league's way. Apparently, they have an independent judge or something like that to talk to, or not talk to, but essentially make a decision on the uh, on the suspension. Whether it's a year or not, it doesn't matter. But that's what they've been discussing for like the last week. Yeah, to the day. It's Wednesday. It's almost Thursday. Or technically, it is Thursday. It's a it's twelve seventeen. But that's what they've been discussing. Like, yeah, we, like one year or two years. That's what they've been discussing. Now, again, this is alleged. Allegedly, the league is lost, or they are losing the argument of we'll suspend him for a year and then we'll move on. Apparently, it's it's something shorter, like six to eight games, potentially maybe even four games, which uh, does not look good, all things considering, considering how many women have come forward, considering the push for him to get the axe. They want to decapitate Deshaun and uh the judge is like no uh no we're not we're not going to do that probably because a lot of the evidence for both sides is circumstantial and it's just like you can't really prove it either way probably again if you don't know or don't remember this has been brought to like i think a grand jury in Texas this case or a lot of his cases have like like he he has actually been there has been actual like legal ramifications not just the lawsuits but uh i forgot the the legal language of it but essentially there could have there could have been charges that were pressed there could have been an investigation and the grand jury was like no there's there's no evidence that we have that supports this so they were like yeah we can't we can't follow this that's what happened in texas in the county where a lot of these uh a lot of these uh Law, not lawsuits, but a lot, I don't even like to say the word situations, but a, lot, but a lot of these sexual misconduct allegations had essentially happened, right? I think in Harris County, that's in Harris County in Houston. That's what essentially has been said. Now, the impact of this is that the Browns, they feel comfortable and confident about the suspension. I think it comes down to the commissioner and the recommended amount of time I don't know if he'll follow it but again right now it's up in the air and it's not looking good for the NFL who wants a fucking year they're not probably going to get it and the Browns are like the the Browns are not stupid right the Browns have always known that Deshaun Watson was going to be suspended how many games they don't really know and this this trade and to be honest with you I was like, why aren't the Browns trading Deshaun Watson? Why aren't they trading him? Why aren't they trading him? I think it comes down to this, to this moment today that happened, where they probably heard through the grapevine, it's going to be for some time, but it's not going to be for a lot of time. They're like, he's going to get suspended, but it's not going to be for more than six games, I would bet. Like eight games, you're talking about missing the like half of the season. Like I would keep Baker around for that you know, regard. But they know something that I don't. They were probably confident in it that he was going to get hit. And he was going to lose time. And now they know probably the time or they know the ballpark around the time 
and the NFL has officially lost this. So they're like, we're moving forward. We're fine with the four to six game suspension. We don't think it's anything super egregious. We think it may be four to six games, not eight. We're piecing the fuck out. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. We're done. And that's the Brown side. Once they probably got that, bada bing, bada boom, we're out. Apparently, they didn't want to pay Baker Mayfield's salary the majority of it. They didn't want to pay $10 million. That's essentially what they paid. I think Cleveland, depending on how the suspension goes, and we'll, took, we'll look at it, excuse me, from that angle. We'll talk about it from that angle. I think how that goes, I think how the suspension goes will be essentially everything. It'll be, it'll be the main determinant of whether or not the NFL was smart in this. And again, ever since really the last month or so, there's been more allegations and more lawsuits filed. I have no idea if those lawsuits were a part of the settlement. I have no idea if, uh, like, I, I don't know if he settled. I, I, I don't know. I'm confused. Or, excuse me, I know he settled, but I don't know if the lawsuits, if the new lawsuits are going to be a part of the settlement. And I also don't know um, if he plans on fighting them. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So that's Cara, not Carolina. That's the Cleveland Browns perspective, right? They probably believe that Deshaun won't be suspended for an egregious amount of time. Let's talk about the Carolina, the Carolina perspective, right? So Carolina now has three question marks at quarterback. They need to find another one or not another one. They need to find a quarterback, right? Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He is on his last legs. He This may be his final year coaching the Carolina Panthers. More on that in a couple of minutes. But Carolina, they need, they don't want to go into another season with potentially Sam Darnold as their quarterback. Let me show you his statistics here. A few seconds. Let me, uh, let me find his statistics here. Sam... Darnold, let me Google his stats. Two seconds. So Sam Darnold last year, holy smokes! Wow, he was worse than when he was on the when he was on the Jets. How is it worse than when you were on the Jets? The Jets were a worse team. You had receivers. What? He was he had nine touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. He had twenty five hundred yards. He has. I hate people who talk about Sam Darnold positively. He has never, ever in his career as a NFL quarterback gotten over 3,100 yards passing. That is horrifyingly bad. Like, horrifyingly bad. How many games is he playing? He plays it enough. For some weird reason, he's always hurt. As well, like he's never played a full season as well. That's another question that we need to talk about. But he's never had 3,100 yards. He had DJ Moore. Like an awesome wide receiver. Like he had DJ Moore last year. DJ Moore had 1,100. He's always getting 1,000 yards with bum quarterbacks. How do you not get a thousand yards or excuse me, 3,100 yards with DJ Moore as your freaking wide receiver? That makes no sense. None. 
He had an awesome wide receiving core. No wonder why Robbie Anderson is like, I would rather retire than play football with Sam Darnold again because Sam Darnold can't freaking throw a football to save his freaking life. Which is why Carolina doesn't want to go into another season with Sam Darnold as their quarterback. They're like, hard pass. We're out. Hard pass. It's also why Carolina has apparently, has apparently, excuse me, I mean, not even apparently, but obviously, because they have Baker Mayfield now, it's why Carolina has been involved with the Baker Mayfield situation for the last couple of years. Or not for the last couple of years, but for the last couple of months. It's obvious. They need a quarterback. And Sam Darnold is not the guy. They also drafted another quarterback in Carson Strong, who I was super low on in the draft as a third rounder. But they're like, we don't really want to run out Carson Strong because Carson Strong is like Carson Strong's a rookie. He's a rookie. Like hard pass on Carson Strong. Starting week one when Matt Rule is on the hot seat and potentially about to be fired, hard pass, right? So they're essentially saying to themselves, okay, well, we need a veteran or a a quarterback with experience that's not Sam Darnold and we don't necessarily want, for example, a, a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who's super injury prone. So we'll roll with Baker Mayfield. Cleveland, again, on the angle of we don't believe Deshaun will be suspended for that long, but they knew that he was going to be suspended. If they didn't, then they're morons. And so now Carolina is like, yeah, we'll, we'll take him. We'll take him off your hands. Now, will he help their situation in Cleveland? I'll give you my perspective on that in a minute, but I'll give, you, I'll give it to you right now. No, it won't. It won't. I'm also surprised that Seattle, like yesterday, came out with the whole, we never pursued Baker. I'm like, yes, you guys did. And if you didn't, if you think, I mean, if you think that Drew Locke, Drew Locke, I remember I made like a list of like quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't remember where I listed Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a horrendous. Talk about give me Gives me nightmares as a quarterback. Are you kidding me? Drew Locke? But Drew, apparently Seattle, I'm like, there's nothing here that shows that Seattle got a competent quarterback whatsoever. I'm like, you guys believe in Drew Locke? Drew Locke hasn't done anything in three years. Way too many people were high on him because he had like a four, five, six game stretch at the end of the Broncos where he wasn't a nightmare and he was just terrible. And then people said, well, maybe we should give him another shot his second year in 2020. And then he stung up the joint in 2020. And then he didn't even play for the majority of the season in 2021. Shut up about Drew Locke. Shut up. But then we have Baker Mayfield now, right? We have Baker Mayfield in Carolina. I think he, I, it, it doesn't move the needle for me at all. It really doesn't. And to be honest with you, at this late in the, the game, at this late stage, this seems, not this seems, excuse me, but this is like one of those things where I'll constantly get 
I'll constantly see movement with teams. Like, Carolina has done a lot of movement at the quarterback position over the last three years, right? They, uh, they moved off of Cam Newton. Then they got Teddy Bridgewater. They were like, oh, Teddy Bridgewater sucks. Then they went and they got Sam Darnold. And then they were like, oh, we, Sam Darnold sucks. And then we, we have to get Baker Mayfield, right? There's a lot of movement, not really a lot of results. And by the way, they, they brought back Cam Newton last season, and then he was terrible again. Again, they do a lot of things, but none of them are good things. There's a lot of movement, but not really a lot of things happen, right? So what happens in Carolina, or for Carolina specifically, is that, I mean, we have them here. We see it here with Carolina. They get average quarterback or below average quarterback or bad quarterback, really, after bad quarterback, after bad quarterback, and they have shitty seasons. Let me pull up their... <clears throat> their uh, their seasonal record over the last three years since Matt Rule has taken over as head coach without even looking at it and looking it up right now can guarantee you he they haven't won more than like seven eight games. Oh my god, I'm right. <laughs> like you know how like you don't want to be right, but you have a feeling. I'm like oh my god. I'm like hmm. Losing seven games or winning seven games in a weak division with, like, Atlanta. I mean, maybe not a week because, uh, I mean, Tom has been there. Eh, it's hard. But it's like they're 5-11 and 5-12 and and over the last two seasons with Matt Rule. Like, just anemic, non-existent football program. And again, Bridgewater, Darnold. They have nobody. Nobody. Ridiculous. Point being, once again, Carolina has gotten an average quarterback on a really, really, really freaking awesome football team, or more specifically, on the bones of a really awesome football team that looks like, once again, they will lose the majority of the games this season. Reason why I say this is that Baker Mayfield is... Playing on a team with an injury-prone running back with a crappy offensive line. Like last season, he played on an awesome football team with an awesome defense, with a pretty decent offensive line, with a pretty awesome running game, and it's just like Christian McCaffrey gets hurt all the time, and Baker Mayfield is not a very good quarterback. And again, it's, it's a lateral move at best. I think what's going to happen is that Carolina will probably go... I haven't actually looked at their schedule. Give me like two seconds to look at their schedule here. I think they'll probably win five to six, maybe seven games. I know, what is it? Week one, they go up against the Browns because Mike Garofolo tweeted it out. They go up against the Browns in Carolina, by the way. So that way there's not like that much of an issue with like, oh my God, Baker is back. And, and, and you want to know what? I think the Browns will beat the shit out of the Panthers. I don't know why. Because Baker Mayfield got absolutely decimated last season over and over and over again with the Browns. The Browns had a good offensive line, and then you're telling me that he's going to go up against Miles Garrett next year? And they're not going to put Miles Garrett against Akeem Aquanu. They're not going to do that unless Akeem Aquanu is just terrible that game. They're going to put Miles Garrett 
against freaking your work against whoever is your right tackle. Are you guys kidding me? You guys serious? That's insanity. They go up against. Oh my god, I I just remember this as well. They go up against the NFC West, and maybe the yeah the AFC North. And then they're in the NFC South. What? You get to go up against Tampa twice. The Saints, don't sleep on the Saints. They're still like a good team. Twice. And then you get to go up against Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, and then in the AFC North, Browns week one, Bengals, Steelers, and then who else is there? Who else is, is their final team? Ravens. Raven, Ra- Ravens, excuse me, Brown, I'm tired. Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and then Bengals. Again, it's like six, seven wins. What? I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand, like, hardest schedule hardest schedule you've probably had in the last couple of years as the uh as the Carolina Panthers and God have mercy on your soul do you have to go up against I mean not hardest schedule I should have said most important year hardest schedule you have for the last like three years for the last year potentially excuse me of Matt Rule like that's insanity to me holy smokes I think Matt Rule is fired. I think after this season, Carolina really needs to start considering how they get an actual quarterback instead of putting their band these band-aids over bullet holes. Again, last year, I wouldn't stop hearing about how awesome it was that they got Sam Darnold and how awesome it was that Sam Darnold got another shot in Carolina. And then I was just like, it's not going to do anything for them at all. And then what a surprise it didn't. And this is the exact same thing with Baker. I'm like, get a real freaking quarterback, please. It's why I was like, maybe they get Malik Willis this year. Because I'm like, they need a quarterback. I don't know what they can do to get, for example, unless just suck, suck, and suck. Suck just so badly next year that they're in contention for... CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and maybe another like wild card of a football player like maybe Spencer Rattler next year like we'll get it together and maybe he'll be a, an awesome college quarterback for North or South I think it's South Carolina ironically enough maybe for example Caden Slovis who I was kind of high on last like last year gets it together at God knows where, because I have no idea where he's playing. Maybe he gets it together. Maybe he becomes a first round draft pick. Maybe they can kind of uh, start to start to get some of these, not excuse me, maybe they can make this next draft deeper at quarterback, so maybe the Carolina Panthers have a shot at actually drafting a quarterback. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. I will see you tomorrow for more, and then we'll end with Music Matters on Friday. I think this will probably be like, the first full week that I've done really in a long time, maybe in like a month where it's just been like no interruptions, just been podcasting. 
I'm loving it like I'm from McDonald's. Thank God. But um, I'll see you tomorrow. I don't know what's... Also, like, the KD stuff. I haven't talked about KD and Kyrie in, like, a couple of days. And maybe I'll talk about that again. Anyways, I'm peacing out. 24's podcast.